Summer, for me, as a kid, revolved around this book. Do you have anybody know what this book is? It has no cover because it's well used. Right? It's an atlas. And it's got all the destinations in it, right? I think we've we counted it up. I've been to 36 of the 50 states in a car, uh, in a van, actually, uh, that we, we made circuits visiting dads and mom's college friends so we could have free places to stay all over the country and just hit every single uh, state park and Victorian home there is in the United States, I think. Uh, but over and over again, well, this is what my summer consisted of, was these maps. And they're important to these trips, aren't they? They are very important. They become very important when you don't have one as well, don't they? And I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like we are lacking direction. We are lacking where we're supposed to be. It's like, to me personally, and I think corporately, and maybe as a country, we took our map and went, I left it at home, and I don't know what's going to happen. Because the map does no good for you when it's not in your hands, right? We've all experienced that before. (laughs) Don't nudge your husbands. That's bad. We had a marriage series a couple weeks ago that we we talked about that. Um, (laughs) We we, we leave that map at home and it just messes everything up. Does it not? We'll tell some more stories about that. But as a country, I've been thinking about this week. I've been sad a lot this week. Just sad. The clouds did not help that. But that's just how I felt with all the things going on this week in our country. From the massacre at that church to the reverberations throughout the country of racism and and stuff going on there that just was, oh, that's that's the best, most eloquent way I can talk about it. To our Supreme Court ruling on Friday, just makes me sad. And as I thought about preaching today, as I thought about it all week, the way in which I wanted to approach it is I feel like as Christians, we've been doing this without a map. We're talking to I was talking to my wife last night and we were talking about the intense game plan that has played out over media for the uh, lesbian, gay, transsexual community over the last 20 years. It's been very intentional, very, like, I, you could just see it uh, come, come through. And if you look in the last 20 years at the Christian game plan, it has been to react, to get mad, to be irrelevant, and to sound like a clanging gong without love in these situations. If there was a plan at all. 
And this week brought into focus to me, not only on a national scale, but as a personal scale, what is, I, can, I can't control what goes on in Washington. I unfortunately don't have that button. The president does not call me to, uh, to uh, tell him what he should do. I think we could get some good things done, but that's outside the point. But what can I control? I can control Jared. I can influence my family. I have some sway in hopefully your guys' lives. But how do we maintain that here and now? How do we deal with that? And I think really it is coming down to how do we get direction in our life? How do we come up with the game plan on which we are going to make tangible moves forward in our lives, in our community's lives, in our state's lives, and in our country's lives? How are we going to do that? Because the wandering around that we've been doing isn't working out so well for us. And it's probably not working out so well for you in your own personal life. Whether those goals are retirement or improving your marriage or making your grass greener. Whatever they are, we want to talk about how to tangibly work towards that. Because this part, I think, leaves out in Christianity and leaves out in messages. At its core, this is a message about how to set goals. You might not have ever heard that in church before, but that, that's just honestly what I felt like. We need to come back to direction because we've lost our map or we never adhered to it in the first place. We have a lot of people in this church right now in a transition. We have several people in this church that are looking for new jobs. We have several people in this church, who, lots of kids who just graduated high school. We have... Mary retired this week. Praise God, right? She retired this week. That's a moment of transition. I know she wants to get that stinking foot healed, but after that, I know her. She's going to be like, okay, what am I going to take on now? It's a time, it's a transition time of how am I, what am I, what am I going to do now? And we all have these moments in our lives, whether it's what's going on. We, a lot of us in this church right now, it just seems like a place of, of almost upheaval, but we can make a a time of upheaval one of the most beautiful times in our lives as a launching point. We talked about the, and and break every chain, there's a line, I I see an an army rising up. And that's, I love that line, but walking without a map is wandering. Walking with a map is marching. And a lot of us as Christians I think a lot of us as people, we've been wandering around for a while, taking in the sights. Oh, that's pretty. That's going to happen. Oh, there's a tree fall in front of me. Now what do I do? We just kind of take it as it comes and the circumstances go along with that. But if you have a map, you are intentionally marching somewhere. You have the impetus of this is where I'm going and I'm going to go around and you have a different view of the whole thing. You see the difference. Walking without a map is wandering around and walking with a map is marching. David, one of the best generals in the scripture, one of the best kings in the scripture, puts it this way. I love this verse. It's Psalm 119, verse 59. It says, I pondered the direction of my life, and I turned to follow your laws. This is a guy who had it going on. I pondered the direction of my life. As I thought, as I as I really delved into what is going on in my life. And I thought, you know what, self? 
I should probably follow God. And he turned to follow his laws. Which means he realized that the things that he was doing, the way he was living, the way he was leading, was not of God's laws. Because turn means there's an action that goes a different direction, right? So we're going we're to flesh this out. How do we do this in our own lives? I pondered the direction of my life, and I turn to follow your laws. I like that there's actually action afterwards. I'm not just, I pondered my life. I navel-gazed. Home. I sat there and thought. No, he doesn't leave it there. He turns and follows God's laws. That's a very important part of this whole thing. Sometimes it just feels like we got to get that map. Have you ever been desperate for a map in life? Have you ever, like, actually driving? I'm not talking, like, theoretically, but you needed that map. There was a time in my life, I was a youth pastor. Let me tell you, there's three things that are horrible for for, uh, youth pastors. Um, Two of them I'm not going to talk about right now. But this third one, it's number third in in the ranking. It is being in a short bus that holds 15 screaming junior hires and having the wrong map. I'm not talking about like, oh, I just missed an exit. It's I'm in the wrong state. <laughs> There's this beautiful place in Georgia called Tallulah Falls. Tallulah Gorge. It's got a, you can go. Well, you can't do it anymore because somebody died. So probably a youth pastor is having a, that number one bad day, right? But... <laughs> But you walk down this gorge and you get to go down the, and there's a huge rock slide that you can go in and, and you get bruises and bumps and cuts. And I don't know why this was a good idea, but we did it. Okay. Went down to Lula Gorge, except I printed it off on MapQuest. Jerks. I printed it off on MapQuest, grabbed the map, got into the bus, headed on. And I'm following. It said, go on this freeway. And I got on the freeway and we're going. And then I saw a sign. It said, South Carolina. I said, hey, guys. Because they'd been there before. I said, hey, guys, uh, Tula Gorge is in Georgia, right? They're like, yeah, where are we? I'm like, None of your business. <laughs> Kelly! <laughs> She's like, keep on going. I haven't had South Carolina on my list yet. But I'm not going to South Carolina just so you can knock it off and beat your sister. Hey, man, Christmas. True story right there. She's red right now. She's like, why did I come to church in here today? So we stopped. And this is before smartphones have the, th- the, the, the deal. Oh, mm. And we were in the middle of nowhere, too. It wouldn't have worked anyway. But we're like, what am I going to do? Pull into a gas station. Hey, man, are we in South Carolina? Yeah, we're in South Carolina. Yeah, you're looking at me like I'm an idiot, and you should. Do you sell maps? Yes. Okay, I got a map. And I looked at it, and I'm like, huh. We're good 45 minutes in the wrong place. Somehow I got the wrong zip code or something on the, on the map quest and printed it off and just followed it blindly. I had the wrong map. Some of you right now are like, that's my life right there. I feel like I got screaming junior hires in the back calling me an idiot and I am in the wrong place. Don't think of your coworkers that way. It's okay. We need to address this. How do we get the right map? How do we get back on the right road? How do we, how do we get to where we're actually supposed to be going, right? That's what we're going to talk about for the rest of the time today. Getting the right map at the right time gives clarity and focus. Getting the right map at the right time gives clarity and focus. 
Back a couple hundred years ago, there was these guys that are really important to nations. They're called cartographers, which means map maker. And what they would do is they would get on some ships and they would sail around and they would plot the longitude and latitude of where they're at. And the, there's an island right there. I'll draw that. And they made these incredibly detailed, beautiful maps without the help of satellites, without the help of all these of airplanes and the ways that we can make maps today. And they made fairly accurate ways for ships to get around the world. They were incredibly valuable. They were map makers. And today I, I want to call us to be map makers for our community, for our society, for our family, and for ourselves. Let's make a map. I'm going to use an acrostic today. I'm very proud of an acrostic. I don't use them because I usually can't figure out how to make all the letters work because I can't spell. But I did make an acrostic today. I'm very happy about that. This will work for all kinds of goals in your life. They will work for uh, little goals. Like I, I actually have a little goal. I want to eradicate all clover from my yard. That is my mission this summer. And it's not going well. I'm losing. Um, but uh, I'm trying. I got the dandelions gone, dandelions gone, but I think they're out of season anyway, so I probably just outweighed them. Um, but but the, the clover is starting to, to, to turn, and so now my yard's brown, but that's okay. I have, that's one of my goals. I have to, to, to build a map, basically. How am I going to do that? How am I going to space it out? How is it going to work? I have a goal of making my marriage better. How am I going to do that? I've got to make these goals. I have, I have a, a goals for this church and a goals for what I, I, I would love to see us be in five years and 10 years, 15 years. I have goals for all, all these things, but how do we get there? How does that work? Goals, just to be goals, aren't really that good. I have a goal to play professional basketball. That's not going to happen, right? We're not going to do anything towards that. The first in the acrostic is Make, M for make. The acrostic will be maps if you want to do a M-A-P-S. Giving it away there. Uh, make. You've got to make these goals. You've got to make what they uh, are in your life. You've got to set those goals. If we don't set the goals, we're just kind of floating around. We're wandering in that. We have to make them. I pondered the direction of my life. I thought about it. And I thought, how am I going to get there? How am I going to be a better ruler? How am I going to be a better dad? How am I going to be a better follower of God? This is David talking. How am I going to do all these things? I'm going to turn and I'm going to follow your ways. I've got I to make these goals. God's law, laws help us with this. I can summarize, and Jesus summarizes God's laws in two easy ones. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength and mind. And love your neighbor as yourself can make it even more simple. Love God, love people. They're not love yourself, love money. They're not, they are love God first, love people. Don't even get those confused. As Christians, sometimes we even love people before we love God. Guess what, folks? That's the wrong order. Love God, submit to God, and then love people. The best way in which we can love people is by loving God. God, by truly loving God. Sit down with a sheet of paper, maybe this afternoon, get a big glass of iced tea, 
it's pretty outside, go out on the back porch, spend some time thinking about goals. Put yourself in the right frame of mind to make goals for, for good ones. I'm going to tell you something. It's not really a good time to make uh, a list of goals and where you want your map to take you, destinations, when you're mad at, at your family and your kids, because guess what? They're not going to make the list. Uh, make my son not a little snot. Uh, so that, that's not, that's not, that's not going to work, work, work so well. So get yourself in the right frame of mind. Now, how can I actually objectively uh, make this better? Kelly and I, we used to do something uh, when we, we couldn't do anything at all. We had, I mean, we, when we were really just dumb kids that got married too early and had no money with the snow coming in the back door because it didn't meet and all that stuff. What we would do for fun, because we had no cable and no TV and all that stuff, is uh, we would feed the fish in the fish tank. That's what one thing we would do. And then uh, the second thing we would do is we would dream of destinations that we wanted to go in the future. We would dream of the destinations we wanted to go. We had this whole, we still have this whole thing uh, built in our minds where we want to go to the, the tip of Florida and drive all the way to Maine on high, was it Highway 1? I think that's Highway 1. We, we plotted it out. Oh, we could stay here and we could do this and we could do that. We could do Kelly, I, I got to be careful when I, when I dream. I'm a dreamer. She's like, okay, let's make this work. She's priced out the gas in South Carolina and what, what campsites we can be at when we're there. And I was like, oh, I was just, okay. Um, so so we, we, we did that. We, we picked destinations. But you got to pick those destinations first before you can start any journey. Walking without a map is wandering. Walking with a map is marching. The second thing you got to do is you got to make your steps actionable. A, actionable. Maps show us our destination, but they don't guarantee our arrival. Maps show us our destination, but they don't guarantee our arrival. Think about this. Maps show us our destination. They don't guarantee our arrival. I can look at all kinds of different places. That doesn't mean I'm going to arrive there. We've got it plotted out. Highway 1. Have we, we, don't even, we wanted to do this in the back of, in a, in a Jeep Wrangler with the top down the whole way. I don't even know what a Jeep Wrangler. We've got some steps we've got to take care of. I think a, a very good first one would be sell the Alero and buy a Jeep Wrangler. Everybody with me, right? Yeah, yeah. Can I get a name in? All right. <laughs> but we've got to do these things. We've got to make actionable steps. Not just have this pie in the sky thing, but what are we going to do when we get there to actually experience it? I have a friend, his name is Ben, and he is one of the most lovable characters in my life. If I was writing a book of the characters of my life, Ben would be the one you're all like, oh, his actual nickname, which is how he introduces himself to people, I think, I don't, I think he's over it now, is, hi, I'm Sponge. I, and you guys, I want you to paint a picture in your head. A big offensive lineman for the Anderson, Anderson uh, University Ravens. Bald-headed, big old boy. Hi, I'm Sponge. That's his name. And no last name, you just get Sponge. He lives in Bern, Indiana. Anderson, Indiana, which is about an hour and a half away from Bern, which is about as far as he ever wanted to travel from the beautiful city of Bern. If you know anything about Bern, it is trying to be a Swiss town transplanted from Bern, Switzerland, to Bern, Indiana. Four families, see, he's told me all the history of it. Four families founded this thing. It was beautiful, and he'll just go on for hours about it. Sponge has a a thing where he memorizes maps. He loves maps. 
He never wants to travel anywhere to these places. If I called Sponge and I was in Wichita, Kansas, and I said, Sponge, I don't know where I'm at. I need your help. Where you at? Wichita, Kansas. Well, what's close to you? I'm near the Indian Museum. Oh, well, you're going to want to get on 39 and go left. And da, da, da. He can tell me, he's never been there. He will never go to Wichita. He did that. We, he went to London with us. He had London memorized. But he was so excited. He was like, oh, this was on the map. This was on the map. And he was a big old 300-pound guy. Oh, this was on the map. He's so excited about this whole deal of being on the map. But looking at it, a map, right, and actually experiencing it were two totally different things for him. And that he will never go to all the places that he has memorized in the map. When I moved to Georgia, I said, I said, uh, Sponge, uh, I'm moving to Georgia. And we, we were talking about it. He said, oh, okay. Well, where are you going to live? Woodstock. Oh, you're going to live on uh, 575 there? Yeah, 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 Ben, I, I am. Oh, is, that, uh, is that near the uh, 92 exit? Yeah, yeah, Sponge, it is. He's been to Georgia once. I drove him through it to Florida. He's never been, he never once was in my house. He knew exactly where I, I felt like a stalker. He's got his own GPS thing <laughs> coming down, down on me. I say that because he's never going to take action on these maps. So it's not some of them. We did drag him to London with us because basically the college gave it to us for free. But he's never going to go to these places. But he, he, he does these. Some of us in our own goal setting, in our own way of living life, we do that same thing. We make these grand plans. We make these big goals. We haven't memorized how we're going to go. But we don't take the steps to say, I've got to make this actionable so I can actually get closer to it. Make actionable The third is priorities. Maps form the foundation of our journey. Maps form the foundation of our journey, and they do that when we make it a priority in our lives. We have to, if we're going to do these things, whether it's change our own lives, change our lawn, or change how our country perceives Christians, from the small to the grandiose, we have to make this an actual priority in our lives. Maps form the foundation of our journey. How are we going to do that? We have to make it a priority in our lives. I'm trying to do P90X right now. Me and Kevin are in a group of people who are doing that. And I found something out about myself. If I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is go downstairs and do the P90X thing. One, I am sore for the rest of the day. But two, I got it done. If I wait until I go to work and come back home and start playing with the kids and eat dinner, guess what is not happening? A nap is happening, not P90X. I got to make it a priority. Whatever is done first will get done first, right? And so those are the things. What are the priorities in our life? If we're trying to get on these maps, what are we, what are we doing? Are we actually achieving these things? Are we doing them? Are we getting them knocked out? Whether that is how to change our community and how it perceives this church, has the, is that being a priority for us in how we live our lives? Or is that... I want to improve the relationship with X, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my, my husband, my wife, my child. What am I doing today to make that actionable? I am a, Kelly said this week, I don't know if she meant it as an as a insult or not, still working on that, but she said, you are definitely a destination kind of guy. And when she, you got these, oh, it's the journey, not the destination. No, it is the destination. I want to go to Fiji. Fiji's a whole lot better than spending 20 hours in an airplane, right? 
It is the destination. It is not the journey. That journey is bull. I want to get the kid to the destination. Kelly likes the journey. She's like, oh, I don't want it. We don't have a DVD player in our van. You know why we don't have a DVD player in our van? Because when she was a child, she played cards with her sister in the minivan. I love I loved the idea, but it's all about the journey in that. Oh, that's the memories. She doesn't tell me of memories of when they actually got to places. She tells me of the time her dad got down and snored in the back seat of the car. Not, not the actual place that they were paying for for the whole week for the thing. Me, I want to get to the destination. And so if you're like me, here's a little tip. You got to make shorter destinations. Like, we go to the lake all the time. There's four turns going to the lake on the other side of Indiana. It is a race to get to the 8094 junction from here, right? From 55 to 80, let's go. Okay, oh, we got here before 45 minutes. If you get there before 45 minutes, you are like doing a happy dance in your car, right? If you get there, okay, we did it. Now, we got to get to uh, down, get to 49, get to 30. All right, if I can do that in a half an hour, woo, we are hauling today. And you get there, and then you, and you're getting really mad when like a, there's a cop that you got to go to the speed limit, you know, things like this. <laughs> uh, little things like that. But this, those are how I justify the, the, the whole thing because it's the destination. Three hours is too long for me not to get somewhere. So I got to break that smaller. I don't, that's just how I am. And I've got a feeling some of you are like that with your goals as well because we have these big things. I want to retire someday. It ain't going to happen the way I'm doing it. I want to retire. Well, good. That's a nice goal you have on a stinking wall somewhere. But unless I start doing, hey, I need to have so much in the bank now. And I have to have do it here. Okay, see, I have to break that down to really, really small goals. Whether it's the 25 cents I put in a month towards my retirement account or whatever. Hey, I got a dollar in this year. Woohoo! Um, 10% interest, that'll be $10 in like 100,000 years. <laughs> so we just, we keep on, uh, you, but you got to do those things. The same way with our, with our marriages. We got to make them, make them actionable here. And this is, this is what I, I was thinking about. I want to do that, the thing that Pastor Jared said. For 30 days, for the next month, I want to pray. I will fall more in love with my spouse today than I was yesterday. For 30 days, just pray that. And then it's like, well, next month, I want to read uh, five love languages. And then oh, one time this year, I want to go on a marriage conference with my spouse. Now we've put actionable goals to it. Not just, I want to make my marriage better. Well, that's a big goal. If you don't have actionable steps in it, it's not going to happen. I pondered the direction of my life, and I turned to follow your laws. Finally, make it simple. You ever seen a map? And this one's close to it. It was pretty good, but seen a map that you can find the Hardee's, the McDonald's, Dave's Donut Shop, and Starbucks, but you can't see what exit number it is? Doesn't it make you mad? Am I only one? That, I just get irrationally mad at those because you are not helping me. You are selling me something, but you are not helping me. This is of no use to me because I can't figure out where I'm going. There's no street name. There's no exit number. It's not helping me get to where I want to go. Your whole purpose is to help me to get where I'm going. And all I can do is find parties. Sorry, there's a little soapbox. Just got on. But, uh, but I think you share that with me. But that's what we do sometimes in our own when we make our maps, when we make our, the directions of our lives we make it so complicated that we can't even find figure out where we're going. And we've got flow charts and all these different things. And whoa, 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 we just got to keep it simple. Strip it down and make it simple. It comes back to when we're making the ideas of our life. 
the laws. I, I pondered the direction of my life, and I turned to follow God's laws. And my turning are the, the, ob, uh, the, uh, sorry, are the goals of my life wrapped up in love God, love people. It's pretty simple. Love God, love people. It, that's the filter in which we can do. Is this helping me come closer to either one of those things? If it's not, it probably needs to go away. Keep it simple. Today I know we have all kinds of things going on in our lives. We have issues going on. We have distractions. We have stuff. I want us to get into a place where we know where we're purposely marching. For far too long, it feels like the Christians in America have just kind of been like, well, it's a nice day outside, and I might go to church if I want to go to church. And I might do this if I want to do this. And I might invite so-and-so if I want to invite so-and-so. We have a country going to hell. We have neighbors that will spend eternity in torment. We have family members who will not spend eternity with us. Unless we rethink the way we are doing life as Christians, as followers of God, of who we are submitting to, we're just going to let all that happen. And I don't want to stand for that. I don't want to be for that. I want to urge you to take time to think diligently about what you're about, who you're about, what are your priorities in life, and how can we make this happen? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for who you are and thank you for what you're doing. God, we ask you to give us the strength to do the self-examination, the hard work of looking at us ourselves honestly to say, where do I need to get better? Where do I need to move forward? Where can I improve, God? What do you have for me? God, I ask you to speak into our lives. We don't want to play on the sidelines. We don't want to wander around aimlessly. We want to march with purpose. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.